take two take. casual disasters the big ed <laughs> not to be like spoken of as mr spokane even though i have uh, oh, to say oh it. my god mr spokane yeah no, no you're not into it not mr spokane i'm trying to bring mr spokane oh we bring back. mr mr spokane let's do that but not me though <laughs> so to all my listeners we had a technical difficulty it wasn't my fault big ed was not involved um Something happened to the recording studio where they have the mics mislabeled. Um, so, yeah, we had to come back down this Saturday. I will be dropping the episode today uh, because <laughs> I messed up our recording. So I'm not the engineer. No, neither am I. So we're just kind of figuring it out as we go, taking photos, drinking coffee. On I love Saturday photos. Morning. So we're going to kind of redo our interview i thought what we talked about last time was so epic and i'm so sad that it sounds like i'm underwater because we could have released that episode and it would have been amazing so right we're gonna have to well that's all right <clears throat> we'll make a we make it better yeah so big ed today i wish you could picture him he is wearing a sweatshirt Shout with out. leather sleeves that yes. says big ed 50 50 that's my that was actually my basketball number and college, or sorry, high school. Oh. And one of my homeboys back in Chicago made this for me. Shout I love out. it. It's perfect. And I'm wearing, well, I took it off right now, but a Chicago Bears. Or no. Cubs, sorry, my bad. Cubs well, she's wearing hat. a Chicago Cubs <laughs> hat. But I'm a um, White Sox guy. Sorry. Oh, wow. Sorry. Dang. Sorry. That rivalry is deep. So, Big Ed, last time we talked about, like, what brought you here. Can you yeah. say what brought you to Spokane? So, what brought me to Spokane was I uh, <clears throat> got a basketball scholarship to Eastern Washington. So, shout out Eagles. And so, then I wound up going to a house party, and I saw one of my childhood uh, friends, Tommy Williams, who's who's a teacher here, Um local and so but we grew up together our parents worked together then he was known as little tommy i was known as little ed and we i saw him and was like hey what are you doing here dude i'm going to school here everybody knows you know big swole like who is that that's what they used to call him big swole so if you <laughs> that's saw so funny. Him, i didn't know that about tommy. tommy yeah big swole so if you see him call him big swole <laughs> and so wind up just staying here with him that's awesome. Yeah, I knew that one person, then, yeah, wound up being here. And you talked about your dad uh, wanting you to get at least a 1,000 miles away from home. So you Big Ed be- said, you got to be away from, and my dad is Big Ed, so the original Big Ed. Um, he said, you got to be a 1,000 miles away from the house here. I'm like, what? I ain't never been away from the house because I'm always uh, mama's boy, daddy's boy. So I was both... I was fortunate enough to have both parents. And uh, that's how he said, okay, peace out. How many siblings? Just one brother. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. We don't talk about him, but he's cool. (laughs) We don't talk about him? Yeah, he made some uh, poor choices in life and wished he had to go travel the roads to find out the hard way. And so he knows. We'll wish him well. Oh, I talked to him. Oh, do you? Yeah, so my brother, unfortunately, made the life of uh, some criminal activity. 
And I wasn't going by that. I was going to never go that route because my dad would actually told me, and said, hey, I probably would kill you. So my dad put me in Boy Scouts, Cub Scouts, all that stuff, and kept me busy on the weekends. That's really important. Yeah. So, it, right. So it became very, then my other friends got involved, and so we all became Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts and everything. I love that. Yeah. And so we still got a group chat that we chat every weekend. Yeah. Um, we call us the, the Bishop Boys because that's our block. Yeah. All of us grew up on this one block, Bishop Boys. And today's one our guy's birthday. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So our group chat here. That's so sweet. Are you telling them you're on a podcast today? Um, not yet. Uh, so what I usually do, I was trying to get it set up. <laughs> Sorry, people. I was, I was trying to do the do it live, but they might use choice words that maybe you have to bleep out. <laughs> because again, you're gonna put them into the interview. I'll bring them live. <laughs> so for you, that maybe the people listening who haven't seen Big Ed, he's a six seven black man living <laughs> in a majority white city. Um, majority, majority white city. I don't know the percentage anymore. At one point, I know we were over ninety percent Caucasian in Spokane. I'm sure that's changed. This was years ago. Our data has just probably shifted significantly but i not i don't know that significant um but big head is well, right we now going live. going live right, we're going live let's see my cat. friend let me see if he picks oh, up Lord. um oh uh oh that was one right there i got my boy scoop online right here right there so i'm on live so we're recording a podcast currently i'm doing a podcast this will be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> doing the podcast right now. So, Maddie, there's Scoot right there. Hey, nice to meet you. I'm um, currently meeting someone on, what is this, FaceTime? <laughs> the FaceTime. That's one of our childhood friends. So, he could always tell you how we grew up together and um, just having fun in Chicago and stuff like that. Yeah, I bet. You guys are probably wild. <laughs> so this so then? this guy here his grandmother um miss pierce was like a mom to me too his grandma was my grandmother so we always shared and when we gambled they taught me how to gamble so we was shooting dice probably like nine years old kids shooting dice up in the house there so i love that so he's probably at work and so I just wanted to bring you on this little scoop. So let's show you. So that's yeah. one of my buddies right there. So nice to meet you. And we always, um, you know, the good thing about our crew, mm -hmm. we we didn't go to jail, prison. I, I mean, we probably went to jail for some driving license stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had <laughs> so, but we had we had. Um, our friends, we, we, we just like that. I mean, we still close, and, and we talk crap, and we hit low blows and with each other. So, yeah. All right, Scoop, I'll holler at you later. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings it back to, like, this whole kind of mission I have with this podcast is just, like, elevating Spokane voices and kind of bringing um, stories to light here in our community. And one of the biggest things, your career is about giving to our community. Man. It's it's weird, it's weird. I don't ask for finances, where, but <laughs> volunteering as a let's actually go through a little bio of Ed oh here God. in Spokane because you have you're a 
safety officer. What are you guys called now? I always mess up. Um, campus camp, safety. Camp, campus safety specialist. And uh, Ed and I have known each other or worked sort of together. I'm a school counselor, was a mental health therapist, <laughs> I guess, on and off. Well, I started back in like 2009 in the district as like a student teacher in BI. I think we had to call you once up to the school I was working at uh, for backup support when I had a student like running off campus or something. Um, but I think I've known of you for a long time because you were the head security guard at our... Um, Knitting factory or music yeah. <coughs> venue here. The big venue here. Mm -hmm. 20 years of doing that. And man, holy 20 years of listening to loud music and meeting great people here in Spokane. Yeah. You know, and also throwing a lot of people out the venue. <laughs> a lot. A lot. <laughs> 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 I met some of the greatest people. I kicked them out the venue. Yeah. And I like that about you because you're uh, very kind of like open to restoring with people you're not like punitive even in the approach you have with just human nature you're like oh patient okay. I'm yeah very you're patient. very patient that's true i'm um, very patient okay so i think i listed two and then you told me last time you're a reserve so fortunately uh great thing is i work for the city of spokane as a, a police reserve officer uh which is great because the reason i joined that is shout out to Chief Michael who gave me an opportunity um, to give back to the community in another way still because I had another officer named Kenny Applewhite who since retired and my other officer named Gordon and Grant um, and Mel Taylor. Those were the <laughs> three OGs, three black officers I only knew in Spokane. I remember Applewhite and yeah. him riding his bike. Riding a motorcycle, yep. And so, uh, um, Gordon Grant was a um, school resource officer, and Mel Taylor was one of the SWAT team guys. Oh, so wow. these these three people that I admired because they traded the way, and it's weird. And so they never want to be full time, honestly, because I still want to work with kids and and do all this silly stuff while I'm doing. Yeah. Um. So. Oh yeah. You have 29,000 yeah, followers something like on TikTok. TikTok, Big Easy 48. Big Easy, B-I-G-E-A-S-Y 48. And I made that TikTok when I was 48, and I'm 51 now. So that's why I got the 48 from. So just giving back, because it's big to give back. Yeah, and you're even, you've been reposted by a famous rapper, right? Yeah, somebody reposted one of my... Uh, videos of me making fun of the, the band. But let me tell you, our high school marching bands are all great. Oh, yeah. And they, so phenomenal. I was very fortunate enough, and they was very supportive of all those funny TikToks that I did about the marching bands. So some of these kids won, like, hey, put me in. And like, okay. <laughs> and I know a lot of their parents, and I have a lot of parents following me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I so I get messages for them. They're like, hey, let's keep up the good work. It's so funny. Yeah, I think that's really important. Um, I think, obviously, there's, like, all these ethics around boundaries and stuff, but I think one of the biggest draws to our job of being in a public position is also, though, we have to wrap around our community, and we can't, I don't know, I feel totally comfortable if a parent wanted to follow this podcast. Um, yeah. There's some things I have, like, private me and then public me, uh, so I don't, yeah, I think 
that, what you're doing on TikTok is very community oriented and like wrapping around, bringing people in, highlighting like the silliness of being a school officer in this day and age and all it's, the fun things you can do. It's so cool that some of my partners who I work with, who some of the officers that still mentor me, enjoy it. Like they always give me crap about, oh, that's the famous guy on TikTok. If we, <laughs> we, if, if we have to do something, um, arrest or whatever, somehow I always bring that up. And I was like, Dude, wait, relax. Because so, you said you've been recognized by people on like your shifts. Oh yeah, people know community. people know who I am, and just and we sat there and talk about it. I think again, I don't want to, no negative blows feedback from the people, so I just have fun with it, and um, I don't think my kids like me wearing the wigs and stuff. So, like your actual children? Yeah, my my actual <laughs> kids like, like, don't like the wig stuff. So. Uh, I also have to be careful with them too. So yeah, like keeping their stuff private. Yeah, and so they get mad when I post stuff. I got so many videos with them, and but I don't post them. Yeah. Maybe someday other, when they're older. I told my other girls like, "Hey, we can make a lot of money. All the stuff that you do to me, I do to you." Yeah, you could like almost a co TikTok. Yeah, and I told her. You know, I think it'd be super fun. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, last time too, I want to bring this back up. Like you talked about moving to a majority white place in Texas, was it? Jacksonville, Coach Dawson and Miss Dawson. Shout out to you guys. And then, I, hey, <clears throat> I've never been around people that didn't look like me. I grew up with everybody. We all in the South Side of Chicago. Everybody looked like me. There's nobody that didn't look like others colors or races we didn't hang around that and it was just who we were in, at that time in the 90s and um, so when I got to Texas like man I had this white coach and man for God's sake I'm playing for a white coach Coach Dotson who smoked a pack of cigarettes every day Your coach. <laughs> <laughs> he, gets so, he gets so pissed off with us he was so mad and we even smoke a pack of cigarettes every day so but Never played for a white coach and, and hung around white people. But, man, those guys treated us like they was <clears> our <throat> kids. Man, Coach Dodson, man, he, he opened the doors. He had a big-ass house out there and the acres and everything. And Miss Dodson, like, one of the top school district people in there. And was like, just open the doors. Open their doors to us. And, um, man, and after spring, what did I I went back there probably about 24 years ago. And when I went down there, it was spring break. So nobody was in there. So I stayed a week down there doing nothing. Because what, did, what was that like being around white people? It was different. Because I had to be careful what I said all the time. And like, um, it was weird. And uh, the way they think and all, they're doing stuff different. I was like, man, we don't do that crap. Where I come from, like, man, you get beat up. Do you feel like white people uh, that you were first experiencing, or even to the to this day, are like more conservative around like I don't know what you're talking about? You said you had to like watch what you said in front of. So them. yeah, I did because I take had, it more literally. Yeah, they're right. I was like, what? So I always have my friends want to go back to Chicago with me to visit. I'm like, uh, uh no. like white people. Uh huh. Oh white really? People. I didn't want my TikToks like that. Um, no. <laughs> you can't in my neighborhood because you get hurt. 
They think you, in that mindset, going back to the hood, no. Like being, I mean, I don't know, there, maybe there's a better word for this, but kind of just conservative, like mm-hmm. walking into that space and just being uptight. Right, now you could go downtown Chicago. Yeah. It's great. So when you go visit Chicago, it's great when you go downtown to Michigan Avenue and all the shopping malls down there. But when you go back to the south side, the real, in the 80s streets and 70s, like you're not taking people that don't look like us over there. Unless you feel like they were more open or you feel uh, like that would just not no, be No, I just don't feel like the it's vibe. the vibe. Yeah. It's not a vibe. And you look at the pictures today and YouTube and all that stuff, it's still not there. But I always tell my friends, I give them good advice. That's don't go out the area. Stay, stay in your own area. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't really explore too far out of, like, that where I told you I was from yeah. downtown to, like, Wrigley to, like, just those areas. I guess mostly, like, where a train or the subway was, like, taking the tourists in and out of this area. But it wasn't and out even, into the suburbs or whatever. Yeah. Even when I go back, I feel like I'm a tourist. Do you? Because all my friends are old and moved to the suburbs and don't really hang out in the hood. So what year did you move to Spokane? 1993. Came here. Man, that's something. 93. Holy sh- Man, and you guys don't have no idea. I lived when living in Cheney as a yeah. black. Cheney, that's a whole different. Cheney, Washington. Man, what was that like? Terrible. Terrible. The police was terrible. Everybody. And it was Big difference because I can still remember some of the officers out there treated me different, and I wasn't used to it, right? I'm not saying I was the perfect person, but I wasn't breaking in buildings and crap like that. I'm still playing basketball for the university, and they was, I felt like they treated everybody different. Now, you talking about getting bullied again? That was the worst time of my life living out there. I still don't go out to Cheney because I still. It's weird. I still I feel like the traumatized. Yeah, like. And I know the officers and people out there, but too much damage that they did within those couple of years. But somehow, me. then you moved. What year did you transition from Eastern or whatever graduating come to Spokane? Now I moved to Spokane. I went. Then I came in. Now I moved. When I got through playing, I moved to town, and then got a job working with at-risk people. Oh yeah. And that's what made me change because I'm not going ever my goal was i was gonna ever be like those guys even being law enforcement now i tell these young guys now don't let that uniform change you because it's terrible they put these uniforms on and they become a different person and you have told me before that's part of your kind of motivation around being an officer a person of color like being in that space and representing but also like showing a different type of officer that you're like really genuinely you through and through and not going to become this kind of jerk no i'm not punitive. but you have to remember spokane's still not ready for that right no because we, we we're not are we ever going to be ready everybody sounds good like I, i'm i'm doing this i'm doing that like you have no idea because i don't see you <laughs> i'm at everything so all these people get on TV and start talking about what we're doing and speaking for black people hurts me sometimes. Are you talking about like white people or black community or? As our black community, uh, both. We yeah. don't get along with each other here. We fight and pick with each other, nitpick. 
and then we have somebody that don't look like me, us come in and try to separate everybody and fix us. Like we're gonna bring us together. Like <clears throat> and some people don't like me only because I wear that uniform. I'm like, man, I'm it. I'm just I'm just plain. Yeah, I think we the last episode I filmed with Wilma we talked about policing because she came here from Minneapolis right after George Floyd was murdered. And, uh, you know, I talked about some of the things that have shifted with the police department here, like the response to us. But I do, yeah, I just, I, I feel torn about like policing because I feel like we built a society that can't really sustain without officers, but then we're saying let's reform and just eliminate. But I, I also can see the other side of like saying, but we don't, we, we have actual criminal stuff happening and danger and safety. Every issues. day. Uh, some people don't. And who are we calling when, for instance, as a single woman, like living in a home, like if someone's breaking in, who's coming and not a counselor. Right. So I have to think about that. Like we built, you know, we have gun rights here. So anyone can walk around with guns really at the age of 18. Man, um, I was in getting breakfast this morning with one of my um, school buddies, school district friends. I'm looking at all these weird people carrying guns. It's like, man, they must got, it's open carry state, right? And so we just have to be careful because again, I'm involved in a lot of community stuff. And nobody, I don't see half of the people that's on this, on TV at these events. I don't, I, So I, you're I, saying like people who are kind of in the limelight are like taking attention and saying, Oh, I know about this community. Haven't really actually immersed themselves within no, the community that they're they speaking also on behalf of. Right. They also can't do that because people will judge them. Like, remember, we are a, a city that hold grudges sometimes against people. I think that's been one of the hardest <laughs> things for me. Uh, why I'm so interested. Like both you and Wilma were not born in Spokane, but you choose to stay here because there is this sense of community. Um, you talked about like. I don't know how you can stand out here and be a big thing here, like in a smaller city. Yeah. It's like a, you know, what is that saying? Like a big fish in a small pond or whatever. I'm very humble because I love this community. I love the people. Yeah. And that's why I continue to stay here. But I love the people. Um, I think we got some big changes. But once we be able to come to the room, then we could be together. But then when we swing right and we forget everything everything like there's been some good work that white people and black people done in this town way before ed richardson came so yeah so i I was like back to what you were saying like as someone too that's been born here i think that's the hardest thing is that so i you know birth to now i mean i've left and come back like i studied abroad, moved to Missoula, lived in Bellingham, all these different places. But when I came back here, it's kind of like you're always the same person. Like they don't see you as someone who's adapting, changing, elevating. Uh, They kind of hold you back to this person of these opinions maybe they've held of you and that you can't change and grow. And I would say that it was such a big deal that I moved from the South Hill to the North. I am not shitting you. People said to me, you crossed the river. Like, you went across the river. We don't cross the river. Because you know South Side people, South Hill people don't come on the North Side. But that's so insane it's weird, right? to you. And the North Side people, city. And kids don't go up to South Hill. But, like, why we got to go up there? We don't have any money to hang out with those students. So, like, 
come on, man. We normal. But you and I both know that that's not because like I used to like there was a time period like I grew up in the Perry Grant uh, East Central area, mm-hmm. and so like that's not true. Not everyone is just falling out on the South Hill. There is all you know Section Eight apartments now by Mullen Road in that whole area. Yeah, there's a huge huge discrepancy with like socioeconomic status but we just assume the south hill is just all rich all white do you remember those parents from the south hill did not want those apartments up there oh yeah that amazes me those those parents got on the news say we do not want these poor kids mingling with a moran prairie type of kids and it's weird to me Mm -hmm. it's like but they still built those apartments and they was worried about what the influence is going to be on their kids. And that's coming from the news stuff, just watching the news. I never knew those parents and never knew that group, but it was kind of hurtful. But we don't talk about that stuff no more. Yeah. We talk I, about um, defunding everything around here. Yeah, it's like, why aren't we... I go to, like, Bell Hooks when I think about, like, I don't know if you've read her stuff, um, but she's done a lot of work. She's a book called All About Love and her theory of love and one of the biggest things she talks about healing is having community love. And I long for that, I guess, in Spokane, like us, it's hard. People wrong you, right? And Mm -hmm. it's hard to not set boundaries and tell people to like kind of fuck off. But like at the same time, I'm like, but this is our community and we have to like open ourselves up to forgiveness and, but also accountability. Right. It's not saying I'm going to tolerate abuse and violence or anything like that. But like, how are we going to, kind of support one another like you're talking about like just I do feel that with the limited amount of maybe black people in Spokane maybe it's almost like which also comes from this theory uh pedagogy of the oppressed he talks about um the power of like marginalizing or oppressing one another then you get power so like there's this power in doing that right like oh I'm gonna suppress him they get so that I feel empowered, even though I'm turning against maybe my own people or people that are, you know, similar ethnicity culture as me. Right. I like, I like, you just said something with the com- community love. I love that. Yeah. That's why I love, I mean, I like that. That's the, that's, I want to remember that. Yeah. Community love. Um, and so we'll just keep moving along slowly, bit by bit, till we all can get on the, the same room, cause I, I'm like a guy. Honestly, I could go in the room with anybody, with any group, and still feel like I fit in. I do. I don't look at, but do I go in the room now? Sometimes too, like, oh, that person don't like me, and never had a conversation with me. And I go, I feel like I could talk to anybody. Don't you? Sometimes I feel this way. Like I get this like social anxiety in Spokane. Sometimes like. I can't really just show up to a space and not see someone that knows me. And then what are their opinions of me? Sometimes like can be a barrier for me. Um, but I have to, we're, you and I know, both know this really well. Like I'm still going to go in those spaces regardless of what people think of me because like it's important. And a lot of the time it's advocating for students or it's connecting with my community members. And I don't know. People are always going to tell a narrative they want, and I can't change that narrative. Like, for you them. can't change it. Yeah, but so that, you can't change go. it. You just, <laughs> they can't change it, and that narrative I love because they have no idea what I do. I love both, and so 
we just gonna continue to do what we gonna do. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like we're gonna show up in the space. That's it. Yeah. I'm uh, okay. We well, one of us gonna leave there, so I love it. Here. I'm not leaving. Right. <laughs> so, peace that's be with how you. I like, look, everyone. Somebody's gonna leave. Yeah, and it ain't gonna be us. No, no. And sometimes I like causing that disruption for people. I'm like, I am here to elevate the conversation, maybe put you in discomfort, and also show that I'm not going to cower to people's like maybe bullying mentality or that kind of group mentality of let's shove these people out if they speak truth or you, you're always worried about me. You're like, oh, you yeah, know. No, you got to break it down. <laughs> you got to bring it down one because right. That word bullying, like everybody talking about bullies in school. No, like, we're talking like actual targeting. I'm not saying I'm being bullied. But no, like, no, but there's target. That's yeah. why I'm using that. There's targets everywhere. So, I don't feel like I've been bullied in Spokane. Maybe as a child, but not. But that's a whole different story. No, but I'm just talking about society, how we see each other and bullies. That oh, way. yeah. And so. Yeah, that word's a real hot button. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, how many times a day do you hear someone's being bullied? <laughs> Man, that's. I'm going to get a t-shirt with that on there. Everybody being bullied. I spend a lot of time reframing that and, like, what, what that actually looks like because it truly can happen right like um where a group of people are targeting someone i've had like you know racial things it could be gender things it could be disability ability um truly it goes down and i'm not discounting that at all because it's real i wouldn't have a job like honestly it is real but you gotta remember bully parents don't want to hear the kids say my child's a bully either no they they don't want to hear that so it's taking a lot of education and re-educating, like, what harassment, intimidation, bullying actually mean, mm-hmm. right? Don't you feel like that's yeah. a big part of our job? Big part, and I think we continue. And we just have to break those words down because second graders don't know what that word is. And some people don't tend to think about race or ethnicity or ability, disability, being in that category, and it is, like, truly. 100%. Yeah. 100%. We were saying racial slurs or, like, going there. It, even... Even in Chicago, my my friends, I mean, they're all black and they use that word not all the time. It's like, because they're comfortable in that zone. What do you think about that? I talk a lot with students about the use of the N-word and like the history. It blows my mind, like how many of my students don't even know what that word but then when you have, comes from. Then you have the white kids saying it. Well, that's what I was going to say. Holy so like, macro. Like, like downtown anywhere just hearing the white kids say it like it's nothing and when they get beat up unfortunately then i try to explain to them that you can't say that but my friend let me he gave me a pass i was i was watching world news and some kid was making 500 dollars a week selling n-word passes how do you how, yeah like what do you think about the use of the n-word um i think in that time when i was a kid we it was you look at um old movies Riff, um, Richard Pryor. You know what Richard Pryor is? Oh, yeah. Think how much money he made. Like, that's all he said. But now he'll be, he won't be able to do nothing. Um, once we try to get past that, some people, I just try to redirect, redirect them. But it's hard. It is. It's hard. Yeah, and I'm white. So that, like, for me, I don't really think I can take, like, a – but I do say to students, like, when we're in this environment, like, I 
don't want that word being used. And if your family and you have agreed to, to that word in your home, like 100%, I'm not going to intervene on that. Like, that's your culture, your family's right to that. Like, I'm I don't, not, you can't, you only could break it up, try so much, like, to try to break it up. And, but it's weird when I hear the, well, I was at the, at the net, those parents would say that to me, the white, white people would say it. The N word? Oh, all the time when they're drunk, throwing them out. They'd be yeah. like, you're the N-word, mm-hmm. like, saying it to you? And yes. it's dr- Wow. It's weird. Yeah. Do you feel like that's more freely used here than, like, maybe from Chicago? 100%. Would a Chicago, white person say that to you in Chicago? No. They get their mouth swallowed up. 100%. No. No, no, no. It's not tolerated. Here, there's a lot of freedom because you got to remember, Washington State, there's consequences that go our way for people. We all about re- rehabilitation, and if they get beat up or something bad happened to them, more of the 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 suspect or subject will get more freedom than the victim. To me, <clears throat> I think it's a hard one, right? Like about, I'm sure we we probably differ in some of these, like just uh, around I don't know discipline practices or. The criminal justice system in general um i yeah like i can see there has to be a line right and boundaries and consequence and accountability well you have to remember um i think we talked about with juveniles yeah. in the state of washington you no longer could interview kids under the age of 18 without an attorney not with parents permission because parents used to give a permission, hey, you can talk to my kid, but without an attorney. So, yeah, when you, these kids get these assaults and whatever they do, now you can, the attorney going to tell you not to talk to them because you call the 800 number. Yeah. So you get some random person probably at the house or probably not even in the country. <laughs> and part of me, I mean, isn't that our right as an adult, right? An adult, like part of our Miranda rights? Yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, I was just dealing with somebody habitual. I wish I could show my body cam of this lady who is a prolific shoplifter here. But listening to her as a kid, I mean, not as a kid, but talking about her childhood, because I, I had questions. I just wanted to know, and it's an addition, and nothing's going to stop her from doing it. She's going to continue to do it. It's just amazing. So... She don't care about going to jail. She's going to come back and keep doing it. Yeah, and it's really sad because it goes back to what we were saying. That person was severely hurt. Like, Mm -hmm. somebody severely hurt that little child at some, you know, before she was an adult. I guarantee it. Um, And there was no, I don't know, like, what led to that path. But What led? Right, and but and I know it wasn't. I always say to people, and this is I sometimes say this as a joke, but it's not really a joke. I'll say, Who hurt you? Because, like, the pain, like, maybe it's like somebody really aggressive on the streets or this situation. It's like, Who hurt you? Like, honestly, truly, that, that is good. Who hurt you? Yeah, because yeah, somebody really hurt. It's a lot of broken, unhealed stuff going on. And for me, I hate to see people just be stacked up in a jail. And, like, what actually happens in jail? You're just sitting in a cell, there's no I want to text you. I just watched. 
I called my my bestie this morning, Stacy, at like seven thirty. He should have been. He actually wrote me about doing a podcast himself. He wanted to know about it. We should. Was it recent? Was it recent? Yeah. Because I told him about it. Oh really? Yeah. I'm I'm passing the word out to all my friends. I said, Stacy, that'd be a good time for you to come over. I just watched a good basketball documentary in Chicago. I had never seen it. Yeah. I know about the school, cause, but they used to be garbage back in the day. Like the school itself or sports? Or the all? school. It was just old school. But it was sports. But they did a little documentary. It was great because it showed where those kids that were at this, after they graduated. One went to jail and in prison there. So I went to Google because I want to watch the beginning. I just caught the last 90 minutes of it. And I called him this morning to watch it. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm always curious about where, what happens after some of these, these great kids. Where do they go? Like kids we've worked with? We, our kids we yeah. work with. You know, we, we work with a lot of kids that, unfortunately, that, that's dead now. Or in prison. Or yeah. doing cop stuff. Um, that's, like, probably the most heart-wrenching when you say like when my stomach falls out of my butt feeling of like I'm I just die thinking about my students when they're adults and then finding out later that they died you know I've seen things criminal them killing others um just that would be probably my most heart-wrenching piece of our work and that was one of the big things how how do like yeah you say all the time like I just got the straight face like I don't know I'm as immune to it, I guess. Um, I think one of the big things we have, one of our local kids get shot a couple of years ago. I was the one that kind of doing CPR on this kid and remember seeing him in school every day and just talking. And for me to be the one doing CP- CPR on him, and unfortunately he passed away, but that was hard. My gosh, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, how do you not... So the other day, I'm going to jump to this, like, I presented at Leadership Spokane, like, a couple days ago, and they asked me a question about burnout. Like, how do you not burn out? And do you get close to burning out? Um, no, because I, 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 I do the drone. I fly my, my remote control drones. Do you <laughs> like it, like, kind of that, even those cheesy, like, self-care? It's self-care. It's, it's cheesy self-care. <laughs> I yes. hate saying that phrase. I know. She just said cheap, man. You just beat me down when you said that was cheesy. No, saying the words, me saying self-care to you. Is this your self-care? It is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's my thing. Even doing police patrol stuff is self-care. Is because it? I, it's weird because how do you do this for free? I just enjoy it. And I, and I look at Connecting it, the community. I could get killed every day. I'm not in the safe zone. You know, throw that uniform on. You're not in the safe. You're just bit a big target. But also, I think I look like eight feet tall in all my gear. You, yeah, you do, for yeah, sure. So, but you're doing that thing that we just talked about with bell hooks—the love your community because love. you're volunteering your time, but it's healing. The number one way you're going to help community and heal others is by connecting to others. Right. Because that's the number one factor of healing is the number of people who care about you and are like really truly invested in you. Yeah, I, I, was, I truly believe it's going to continue to pay off. So while I win that Powerball, 
I'm gonna open a community center. You better kick back to me. I'll let you run I'll let, a podcaster. I'll let you, I'll let you run it. <laughs> I would I'll, love. I'll uh, let you do the the grant stuff. You'll just fly in and that's it. Yeah, and then I'll just run it. But we are not taking. See, this is the thing where everybody want to do. We we get twenty kids. Everybody want to take twenty bad kids. No, that doesn't work no more. Middle. You, you you can't have twenty kids that don't want to listen. You gotta have some even. You gotta have some of those four point students for them to mentor off each other. I got this one kid um, at my at, at school here. He just did a podcast and he talked about me in his podcast. Did he really? Yes, and it was pretty funny. But I'm on him every day for the last two years, and because he's going to be something special. But I look at him. I was like, man, that's my dude. Because we talk every day. I'm good friends with his parents now. His, I just make fun of him, and we have fun. He messed with me. But he's like a great two years because he graduates this year. And I got him in our police explorers program, which is good for high school kids for leadership. But he's a great kid. I love that. For but you. he, I mess with him all the time. Yeah. I got some pictures I'm going to put on my wall because my wall is full of love of, of it's you and students, right? And mm-hmm. We talked about this when we forgot to this time, but you have floor-to-ceiling photos. Uh, pictures, yeah. Because I want people to come in. Now, I got to remember, some people know the, the kids will, will, will use the word ops. Oh, you got the ops on the wall? Yeah. Oh. It's like... They say that to me every day. Oh, man. Oh, you I'm were like, with ops, I saw. You were with my ops today. Yeah. And so, no, we don't want that. No. No, they're just people that need help like you. And those of you listening, ops, I found out, is like your opposition. It's from a game, right? Yeah. And uh, so when they don't like someone, they'll say, oh, you talk to my ops. Yeah. And then, and so it's funny. A lot of kids I built a relationship with last year really don't come to my office. Uh, so I got new people now. What's your favorite lingo that some of the kids say? I steal their words all the time. Uh... No. Yesterday they said I stand on business. Michelle stands on oh, business. I just use no no cap. No cap. That's, I'm like cap. No cap. <laughs> I say that so. I was like okay, <laughs> like no cap. Yeah, no cap. Yeah, like okay. Um, but I'm glad these kids like, even though being that personal authority, they still could come in the room and BS with me. Oh yeah, I mean. I kind of waver on, like, I'm obviously a counselor, more gentle, but I can also be pretty firm with kids. Like, oh, yeah, them. I know she can because I saw that. Uh, I saw her firmness. Especially if a kid is racist. I am very much no, yeah, no we, game to play with. Well, like, we, ha- we have those. What? We, we have those racist kids. I know. I have deep talks. Well, it's crazy. Yeah, it's really that. I would say for me, that's one of my biggest barriers. Um is and i remember even when i was in graduate school you know they'd say oh you're gonna have to work with perpetrators uh you're gonna have to oh you're the you perpetrators know, well just in general i know i society, remember that word let's say use that i don't know but i'm just like thinking back to like when they were training us and like saying you know and then i was like dang how am i gonna be with sexual predators or like things that are like offend like harming people right like but then i was like oh yeah this is part of my belief of humans that we have and make sometimes bad choices and it's not weird you gotta work yeah and you gotta work with people that harm we have to work with people that harm people and healing them and working with them on and forgiveness up, and not shame and, and all of that stuff and be up their parents that's a that struggles for me 
I, we get a lot of that domestic stuff and it beating up their parents. I just can't deal. I think the hardest is human rights violations is what I tell kids. Like oh. homophobic, racial. That one is probably still my biggest area where I... It depends on how I'm working with a human. If they're mm-hmm. coming in so like defensive and like argumentative, then I'm like, whoa. But a lot of times when kids are being racist, they just don't even know. They don't know. Yeah, and then I, it's a lot of education. And that part I really like is almost awakening someone. This woman once told us like it's like a bell curve, right? 80% of humans want to grow and change. There's a top 10% that think they just know everything and they're experts and they don't want to learn. And then there's this other 10% who just are racist, homophobic. They're not going to shift. Right. So they said, just always focus on this 80% who are like wanting to see the world in a more beautiful space. Um, like we were talking about sometimes our work, I will feel myself torn in those 10% areas or the 20% of like too stubborn, not going to shift, totally closed off to like humans. Mm-hmm. And there are most majority of humans love other humans, want human connection. And right. I mean, that's right. what I feel like in our work. Always want to, ha- yeah, yep. Yes, <laughs> I was trying to think of a word, but I can't think of it. But yeah, we do want that that mama feel. Almost one one of those weighted vest jackets. It's weird. <laughs> I don't know. Sensory. Oh, I have so many sensory issues. I know. I need one of those jackets to like feel cozy. <laughs> right. And can you get the brush and brush my arm and all that stuff? So I do. I um. Well, I have ADHD, and I talked about this like lighting. Uh, certain noises, like I, my skin, like I can't have certain textures, overstimulation from humans. I had to sleep with the TV on. Do you? I can't. I've been like that since I was eight years old. I gotta have the TV. I can't stay nowhere. Yeah, because the person's probably like, I need this off. I need TV. I need TV. I get that. It's probably like your mind racing before mm-hmm. bed. Is that what happens to you? Right. And so you need that like distraction to almost like. Something. I got my iPad. Draw pictures. I'm weird. <laughs> well, so what do you? What are some of your favorite parts of like being here in Spokane that keep you in this community? Um, besides the nature, people. It's not the food because damn, I can't find no food at eight o'clock. After eight, something I want to get. Um, Hit out Ad- That's it, about it. No, that, that's bad on my stomach. <laughs> Sorry. I love Adelano. Everybody does but me. Um, it's just um, the love of the community. Yeah. That's our reason. I don't, yeah. I should be in Chicago taking care of my dad, um, but I think he's all right. But it's just here. That was, I'm not a world traveler like you. Like me. I do love to travel. That's probably one of my biggest. I think I might, I'm trying to decide. The temptations are coming to Seattle. To move? Next month. To, I'm trying to decide. Oh, just to travel? They're coming for a concert. I'm trying to decide if I want to go there. For what show? The Temptations. Oh, for The Temptations. Yeah. I, was say, I thought you were saying I'm tempted. Like, tempted no, I'm trying to, to see. That's I'm trying awesome. to see. I'm trying to do the countdown. Why wouldn't you go? Um, because of the past. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. I think it's pretty bad. Yeah. To travel and, yeah, over yeah. to Seattle. Like, the other day they were um, doing Avalanche. 
yeah. prevention and like having to blow up the snow and then like you and couldn't I'll be pass. St- you couldn't pass. Yeah. And then what? You're like stuck in I'm Ellensburg. St- I'm stuck in Ellensburg, <laughs> and so I'm just I'm trying to see. Yeah, I have some shows I'm going to in like May, and then I'm going to a show in March. Actually, the kickoff of our spring break. Oh. I'm going to a show. See. Yeah. I'm trying to decide. And that can get weird. March. Um, we can still have snow here and. One hundred percent. We've even One. gotten snow in June. I know. Uh, at the air show. Oh, the air show is this year. Just let you know, people. I like airplanes. Oh, you do. Yeah. Is that part of your draw to the drone camera stuff? Part so pretend I'm one of those F-16 pilots. I go, I, I go to the air show by myself. I love that. Because I like to walk around and look at the planes. Yeah. My friend cool. is a um, retired A-10 pilot, and he sent me one of his videos with him flying in the plane there. Well, uh, this just reminded me, one of your students, like, came up with, was it one student came up with all these questions? Multiple. Yeah, he has a whole team of students. A little PI team. Yeah, that care about Big Ed's career. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird. Yeah, they, um, they asked a question, and I'm actually curious about this. They said, what's the weirdest comment you've received on TikTok, and how did you respond? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get weird comments. Oh, they, only thing I know, they call UNC. I'm like, what the hell is that? I didn't know. I so, Google these acronyms that they throw out. Yeah, so they, like, my daughter said, Dad, why am I calling you uncle? So they call me uncle. What? Yeah, oh, that's my uncle, yeah. If you read comments or stuff, like, they say, oh, that's your. What is. Like, so there's me, like you're cool. You're a fan. Right, you're yeah. cool, you're doing good stuff. Keep it up, unk. I like that. Then one person said, said um, if you guys truly know who it is, that's Big Ed. And then put the names in there. But I don't get crazy comments. Oh, I think I somebody would comment. I think me and my daughter did one. We were talking about the insurance scam. Just And it was mad, like, you teaching your daughter bad habits, your daughter to lie. I was like, it's just a skit. That's yeah. all it is, just a skit. <laughs> uh, what about this one? I like this one. Um, what is this? It said, like, if the high school students you work with were to describe you in three hashtags, what would they be? I think I said um, hashtag restroom because I'm always there. Oh, yeah. Hashtag second floor. Um, I forgot the other one. The second floor means I, my office is on the second floor. I, that's my home ground. Now they hashtag um, restroom Yeah. because I have to be in there because sometimes 40 boys gather up in the bathroom. And I think another one part would be say hashtag caring. Oh, I love that. Because I care. And yeah, and they I, know. Um, it's weird, but I care. And they know. And they remember. Like, isn't it crazy, like, running into, like, adult students? I even, I love when people say, like, from years ago, yeah, I, my kids just love you. And, like, they care. I was like, man, okay. Sometimes you may not even remember, but you had such an effect on me in high school because I could come to you and you just kept it real. Yeah, that's amazing. I was trying to find another question in here. Some of these are super funny. They're about like Chicago. If you were the mayor of Chicago, oh, Jesus Bernay, what's the most amusing law you would enact? <laughs> <laughs> I that was Chicago funny. is like, 
Um, what are we known for our hot dogs, the Chicago dogs. So we, and they might have it, a Chicago dog. I wish we had it here. Somebody could make a Chicago hot dog. They, so they were kind of doing that at, um, this place downtown, but it just closed. Of course they did. And for me, what was amazing at this place was, um, they had gluten-free buns cause I'm gluten-free. <laughs> so I could eat a Chicago dog here. I love a Chicago dog. Me Anybody too. know what? It's just that pepper that makes a Chicago dog. Oh, my God. I love that relish, though. Oh, my God. That green. Yeah, that, it's like lime yeah. green. Or it's like bright yes. and neon. Yes, that real green. <laughs> That's my... And that poppy seed bun. You got to have that. Mm-hmm. And um, the big thing is we like rib tips. We don't People don't do rib tips here. Because yeah. you could go in the morning, like 2 o'clock in the morning, get some rib tips or Harris chicken. Oh, God. Man. I miss, yeah, now I'm getting hungry. <laughs> like, mm. I need, do you go to Chicken and Mo here? All the time, twice a week. Shout out to all the guys. Um, I love that place. Me too. Yeah. In high school, I would go there at least once a week. Tiger Piety. What? Is, is that what you guys used to get? The Tiger Piety? Oh, no, is that the chicken? Uh huh. On the on the bread there. Oh yeah, that was in that barbecue sauce. Everybody loves that. His barbecue sauce is top tier to me. Tiger patties. Tiger patties, yeah. Yeah. That I ate that at least once a week. Uh, Yeah. Now they have closed. Do they have closed campus at LC? All the schools got closed campus. Yeah, that was hard part for Shadow Park here is just because uh, um, we have a field, but sometimes kids will sneak off. Yeah. There. I mean, I was, sometimes it was hard to rein me back in after lunch. I was joking with Officer Dan about this because he had to, like, quote, unquote, one time he told me he was arresting me um, when I was under the freeway coming back late from lunch, and he took me to Truancy Center and, like, suspended oh. me for half the day. Is that not weird, though, you guys? Now we back in, back in your day, you, get, you guys didn't have a cafeteria. No, so Elsie didn't have that. So we, I would sit on the floor in a hallway. In the hallway, so. Yeah. <laughs> On the first floor. And still on the floor. And that amazing? You got 2,000 kids outside. Every day. Every day. Wandering the streets of Spokane, I, where how did downtown. You, man, how did you guys? I want to come back. It, well, sometimes I didn't. Um, I <laughs> think I got back at my senior year. <laughs> right. But, but I was also going up to like Manitoba Park playing Frisbee. Then I'd be like, oh, whatever. I'm just going to stay here and play Frisbee. Yeah, a lot like, of people, why would I go back? In the yeah. spring, it was almost impossible. A lot to of people want to come back. Yeah, so I see the benefit to not letting us go outside or the students. A lot of people will not come back. It's weird. Okay, so we've hit the end here. All right. And I was wondering if you would bestow some wisdom or advice on the Spokane people or any of our listeners. I just think, um, not to use, just be yourself, people. You know, just do you. I love that. Just be yourself. That's all I can say. I'm not going to say I give you a two-page quote (laughs) but just be yourself and when somebody told me and just be yourself that's all i need to hear silly caring and get the job done i think that's beautiful and perfect that's it it. well thank you for listening thanks for having me big ed for volunteering your time for the podcast i love it uh yep you can look for us on spotify apple podcast or anywhere you listen to podcasts and um i look forward to releasing episode two and i, I the love next it one. thank you i love it